Hey, hey, you guys. It is officially episode five of the A&J podcast. Welcome back. Five. Five. How do you feel? Fifth. Gotta hold up the, the fifth, like, uh, brown man. Brown man from the fifth floor. It looks kind of ratchet, actually, because I'm missing two fingernails, but we'll get into that. Or not. We won't get into that. But anyway, how do you feel? How do you feel about this? We're on our fifth episode. Um, it feels like we've been doing this for a little bit. It feels like it's actually getting harder, though. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It kind of <laughs> seems to be approaching a little faster than it used to. And the topics are requiring a little more effort to come up with. But um, that's the fun part of this. It's complicate, it complicates things a little bit, but it's still fun to me. It is still fun. Um, and I, I definitely understand. I think it's getting harder. You said the episodes are coming faster. We've had a lot going on, though. So um, these, you know, these weeks pass by really quickly. And then before you know it, we should be recording anywhere between Friday and Saturday night. But these last couple of weeks, we've been busy. So, but we're here. We're here. We're here recording to make sure you get your episode this Sunday, so I'm excited about that. But I also want to shout out a couple of other podcasts that are couples um, that I stumbled upon that I think are pretty dope. So first, um, Kitchen Table Talk, um, Curry Coalition. She's based in Boston, I believe. If you hear this and I get it wrong, my bad love, um, her her husband have a podcast and a vlog where he cooks and they talk, um, and it's pretty dope. Mm. Um there is a third party in that, but I don't want to start misquoting. So, I, um, but yeah, check them out. Um, then there's the Tiffin Scoop Show. I had the pleasure of meeting Beautifully Tiff. Um, she was on one of the TCF style panels for the um, Plus Fitness. Her and her husband have a vlog series, actually. Um, so it was like a vlog pack. Cast vlog cast, not a podcast, but it's also pretty dope. And then, oh, not your relationship goals, and I believe that's how B Designs and Jane Nicole did it. Um, and there's another set of couple on there, so they've done like two couples, um, giving their you know spin on relationships and all of that. So shout out to all of them. Make sure you guys are following them. If I could get all the correct names before I actually post this on our social media, I will tag everybody. I just think it's dope that there's couples out here doing couply things together. Yeah, it would be dope if you knew their Instagram page name. So even I just if gave you them got, all. Oh, you did, yeah. Did you them all? Oh, well, so what were you unsure about? The name like, of the podcast? Names or? of the podcast. And like, if I was saying the page names wrong, but I know how to find everybody. So I'm okay. going to tag them. Oh, yeah. on Instagram. Tag them so they can get their just due. They deserve it. They've exactly. been doing it, and they represent for the successful, healthy relationships out there. Woo-hoo. It's not enough people painting relationships in a good enough light. In you my know, man, listen. Too many uh, disgruntled, angry vaginas out there. All right, well, oh, let's not act like in the year of the, yeah, I'm gonna say too, in the year of Draken, it's a lot of niggas complaining <laughs> about relationships. But to be fair, let me say this: I, I think that part of the problem is people have to stop believing that relationships are perfect. So that way, you're not disappointed when bad things happen. Relationships are full of good times and bad times, and it's about navigating through those things. And I also think we're in a 
the social media age. So people are oversharing marital and personal issues with their spouses or boyfriends and girlfriends, which you should not be doing. Everyone should not know your marital business. If you want to share any and everything under the sun, fine. But once you start going into that relationship realm, I think it's something that should not be we should be navigating in those waters. I should not be able to tune into your Instagram weekly and feel like I'm watching Dynasty, okay? And no disrespect to anybody. All the disrespect. I do, do <laughs> want to say, you know, y'all got to get some God up in your relationships, especially, especially you married people. That's who I'm talking to first and foremost because if y'all don't have that relationship with God in your, in your relationship, it's there's nothing holding it together. There's no glue to bond y'all two together. I'm sorry, like love, love isn't enough. Sex isn't enough. Uh, financial security isn't enough. Like you need something in the in between that that is greater than all of those things to keep y'all together. And we and can I, say that honestly because say, we've been there without that, God. <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like because we, I don't know that we would have made it one year, let alone two without God. So, and now we've, we've been married for, is it eight years now? What? I'm sorry. I'm horrible with numbers. All right. I'm, so I, as I, we head I, I into Divorceville. I think about the overall amount of time and I'll be wanting to say like, it's, it's been like, what, 12 years since we've been together. So kind of the, the exact. No, ending. he's got all of that wrong. Up. But anyway, no, we've been married. Shara's 15. She is. Okay. So we've so been married for nine years next year will be our 10 year which is a big deal because we're actually having a big reception since we didn't have a reception when we got married but she's 15 okay but the fact that you really just sat here and said because i wanted to say 12 i wanted to say 12 and then i'm thinking like this hasn't been that long she's 15 we met when she was two we really started getting serious when she and I'm talking three. and coming off the dome here too, so well maybe excuse you shouldn't. Me. Excuse me. You're you're excused. You're no, excused. No offense. <laughs> Look at him trying to give sound advice. We can't even remember this, his anniversary. Won't he do it? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Won't he do it? No, he won't, not in this. Okay. All right. <laughs> Gotta give him something to bless. Um <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. A little I'm, I'm behave. Okay, but you oh, like no. it. Um, so today's topic is about keeping romance alive in your marriage. And and let me tell you, my sister is actually one who gave us the suggestion. So shout out to Miss Garvin um, for giving us the topic that we're gonna hopefully navigate well, and we don't scare people off. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's. It's a learning curve to this because I'm a, I'm a definitely start off saying I'm most definitely a work in progress. Um, I want to get into my ASMR right now and tell you guys that he's not lying. He's really not that romantic. He's had to learn. But I love him and I stay because I love him. And he's doing a great job. All right, go, go ahead. That, Back was, to- that was so obnoxious. But anyway, <laughs> like I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> I'm definitely a work in progress when it comes to that. Um, I'm learning. And I would say, you know, and I don't want to speak for her, but I think we, we're still learning each other, even with 
being together for more than a decade now um, in any capacity. Like, we are still learning things about each other. We're still evolving as individuals. So what worked for 22-year-old AP may not be the same for 32-year-old AP. Are you sweet? You know? I'm 33, though. Thank you. Yes, I know. I'm just spitballing like, you seem to same, be doing that a lot. <laughs> the same, I know. I know you're not 32. So, <laughs> anyway, but the same for me. Like at 38, I don't like the same things that I liked at 28. Not from top to bottom. Yeah, you, you know, um, from top to bottom. I am very. You like it? I, you know, I'm. I'm not super different. I think, in my opinion, I mean, I think I'm better than I was then. Mm, in a lot of more. ways, but um, I mean, I'm I'm more mature. I'm more focused, more responsible. I definitely was on some BS at 28, um, and I was still trying to get it out of my system, and it definitely wasn't. Um, and I think for the most part, I've, I've I'm to the point where most of the BS is out of my system. I'm like. 90% BS free. Like, every now and then it trickles in, but for the most part, I think I'm I'm in a good space. I think we're in a good space. I think it shows in our relationship, you know, we, we don't fight, you know, on a regular basis. We do have disagreements and dust-ups from time to time, but for the most part, we have a pretty easygoing relationship. We understand each other. We're on he the same page. Me. We're on the same page most time. You know, right now and then somebody's tired and grumpy or in their feelings or something. Apologies have to be made, but well, for the most part, we're pretty good. Um, well, um, I'm thinking on how to save it without disappointing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I, I do agree with Jay. We've come a long way. Um, he, he met me when I was fair, like really young, honestly. So I had not quite yet developed my sense of me and what I liked and what I was into. And it actually took me a lot longer, I think, than I anticipated it would to figure out who I was. Um, when you're younger, I think, and I can't speak for anybody else, but when I was younger, I was a lot more accepting of things just because I didn't want to be alone. Like, I won't even lie. Like, it was like, well, he has all these qualities that I do like, but he also has a lot of qualities that I don't like. But I'm going to weigh this and just go with the flow so as not to rock the boat and mess anything up. So he wasn't, like, extremely romantic at all. Um, <laughs> at, like, I try to lead the way, like, show him how to be romantic. So I would, like, write him poetry, but mostly because I was broke and couldn't afford to buy him things. Um, I was I was a mom who was on welfare, so it was like, cash is not my friend. So I had to be creative about how I was doing it. And, and, and during that time, he did write me some pieces of poetry um, himself, but I was not really romantic, I guess you can say, at that time, not in the beginning of our relationship. I think you, I think the requirements changed as from 20, going on 21, Alicia, to, you know, the 25 year old Alicia, to the 29 year old They Alicia, definitely did. To today's Alicia. Because there but, was, um, a, there was a point for me where 
um, when I was younger, I think I didn't, I didn't think I needed those things. You know, I really prided myself on being like real low key and like, ah, now I'm gay. We can stay here. We can play a game. We can watch movies. Like, I just want to be with you. And then it kind of shifted into that. All right, well, I want to go out to dinner. I don't need anything like super fancy, but like, let's go out to dinner sometime. And then it was like, Man, I like flowers. Like, I kind of want some flowers in my life um, every now and then. And I, what really started it was our one-year anniversary. He um, sent some roses to my job. And, like, and let, let me just explain. These weren't, like, big bouquet of roses. He does that now. But <laughs> this is, like, a little potted plant of roses that I was supposed to be able to grow at my desk. And it was the cutest thing. And I actually still have a picture of these roses. Um for our anniversary and I think it was in that moment because I was so happy about it and was so excited that I realized oh snap like I've been missing something and I didn't even realize what it was I was missing and as time went on and like he said I've changed I've grown I became a mom some more to some more kids and you know my needs began to change I recognized that all right so what I considered romance was evolving um so I think part of the the I won't even call it a struggle because I don't think it's fair to say romance is a struggle. Part of the the job, though, is to figure out how to maintain that romance. Yeah, I won't say it's a struggle, but it can be challenging at times because, especially for for me, I guess because I've had to change what I considered were attempts at romance. Let's say that. Because when we when we got together, I think I was like starting out on my own. For I was pretty early in the game of that of like living by myself before I had been living at home when I was dating, and I was used to having the money to be like, all right, let me just spend a couple dollars on this. Let me buy some jewelry. Let me buy some. You know, let's go out. Let's go. Let's go on a trip or something like that. And then, you know, I got out into the real world and had real world bills and stuff to deal with. And um, I was like, okay, well, I can't be spending my dough like whining and dining. I got to change this up. So then it became like, okay, let's have let's invite somebody over and have dinner with them or something like that and drinks. And then that would be like kind of whining and dining or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean but yes I, ne- I never even had a table to eat at in my apartment so i remember begging my mom to see if she could help me get a table at the last minute one time for a date and Ooh, that didn't, well. it didn't materialize i don't know this might have been B- yeah so we B- shouldn't even be sharing that anyway it doesn't matter it never happened exactly so um but no that that evolved into that and then from there is like next thing i know i was in a real like relationship again, living with a living girlfriend and trying to figure out how to, you know, make the ends meet and be romantic at the same time. And Alicia had a really like bohemian type of approach to things. It was like, let me, you know, draw you a picture and make you a card and write you a letter and a love letter. Let me write you poetry and like she was really good at like writing and 
being artistic and stuff. And that was something like I never. It's not that I don't have those qualities. It was something I wasn't tapping into though. Um, and, I was like, you tap into me. And the other, my other relationships, it wasn't like they weren't looking for those things. Like you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like miss that. Okay. Uh, Oh, you you made me a card, or why don't why don't you ever make me a card? Why don't you ever write me a poem? Why don't you ever write me a letter? Send me a love note or something like that. So, um, I had to learn how to use that approach. What do you knew new you newfangled young people call it your uh, love language? He hadn't figured out. My love language. Yeah, I really hate that term, by the way. I know, I know I'm being a hater. All the tea, all the shade. But it it is. Like, love language really, it's called learning your partner. Like, why do we have to call it love language? It just sounds like something catchy. And it's like the five love languages. Touch, gift giving, something, something, something. I hear everybody talking about it, and I'm rolling my eyes. Shout out to System of Curves, because you love that love language, and I think it's trash but i support you 100 <laughs> no we love the shout out to sister curves by the way side note she was dropping jebs out there her stories the other day about removing sex from dating and all the reasons that mm. she thought that she needed to do it for spiritual reasons for um other reasons and i was here for it i was giving her a little testimony because i well, we won't even get into that. I just wanted to shout her out because that topic came up. So shout out to System of Curves, the C-Y-A, no, C-Y-S-T-U-M of Curves. Um, y'all make sure you check her out. She She's given lots of um, gems from a, being in your 30s and being a successful woman and being single. Um, I love it. That should be the next podcast featuring System of Curves. Yeah, yeah. Boy. We should have System of Curves on here. and We got to make that happen. We totally could. We, um, just gotta we can just do a live with her. That would be fun. And then we can... Okay, we'll get into that. But back to the romance <laughs> department. Um, I think, you know, he was really onto something when you were you were talking about the things that I... My bohemian approach. Which, side note, if you guys... Have, if you know me personally and you're listening to this podcast and you've known me for a long time, like, if you've known me for the last 20 years or the last 10 or you probably know me to be very um my friends used to call me Jill Scott my, my, I have a homie he used to call me a pimp named Mother Earth um because I, I do tend to be on the let's burn incense and candles and write poetry and listen to some Erica Badu and have a sexy night like that that totally could be me but I think like he said, as I got older, you know, my desires and my wants changed and um, the responsibilities that came with growing up and having a family um, really shifted my focuses and my attention. And I say that to say that this is not just a J problem. This is not just an issue with, um, not just an issue with, you know, he needs to do all the work because I had to figure out his love language. <laughs> um, he is not, like you said, he's not a poetry, write letters type of person. So how do you romance someone who is not interested in being romanced? Well, it turns out his idea of romance is touch. 
and he's you know he made comments to me a few times kind of like well you you know you don't ever really rub on me and stuff or you used to do it a lot more back in the day now you really don't and I really had to like assess my situation and realize like I've been so focused on my needs that I was being selfish and I didn't recognize that he had his own needs and and then I had to realize because he wasn't like a romantic person in the typical sense that he still need needs romance. He just needs romance designed for him. So yes. part of the challenge has been learning what romance is, meaning you and your partner have to define your romance and what makes things romantic for you. And that requires communication. Your partner is not a mind reader. I don't care how long they've known you. And I get mad sometimes, like, when I'm just like, how come you don't know this? <laughs> like, you, we've been together this long. You should know A, B, and C. But, you know, we have to talk. We have to talk to one another. And so that's how you keep romance alive. It's communication. I know you guys are waiting on, like, this, you know, great answer, but that's really it. It's communication. You have to talk to one another. You have to be open. You have to be honest. And, um... That's funny because that's something that a friend of mine always says, like, communication is the problem with all our relationships. You know, it's a lack of communication, not keeping in touch, not talking, not saying what's on your mind, not expressing yourself clearly. And to hear it come from this person is, like, crazy, but it's, like, one of the most, like, lucid thought statements he's ever made. Because (laughs) it's really... It's really like it's a fact. Like, and he he has those moments quite regularly. Nobody would believe it, but he he does. He definitely has those moments quite regularly where he can break some real complicated life stuff down into like a single sentence and simplify the heck out of it. And when you hear it, it's like, hey, you, you came out left field with that, but that's right. Like, it, communication is so key, especially in marriage. Um, in any relationship, but especially in marriage, because so so often things get left unsaid, get pushed down, get repressed, get ignored, and then they fester, they bubble up, they boil over, and next thing you know, you're getting a divorce, or you're cheating on your spouse, and then you're getting a divorce, or you're just cheating on your spouse and having a trash marriage. So, you... To avoid that, I think it's cool to say, like, you know, I love you. I love us. And this is what I like. And if you do this, this makes me happy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I need some more of this. Maybe not so much of that. Or, you know, something to that effect. Like, be honest, be clear. Especially if for a man like me, like, don't beat around the bush, cause I, I, I'm, I may not, I may miss the hints. This he says straight that, up. but sometimes when I feel like in those moments where I'm straight up with you, you be taken aback. Your response is kind of like, "Yeah, really," and then I immediately, immediately feel like maybe I shouldn't have said that. Like, and then I'm feeling awful. So no, but I mean <laughs> that might be. Now I ain't gonna hold you. That might, that might be an initial response. I can't really think of a specific moment where this is getting referenced but either way like at the end of the day even if it it's like the band-aid getting snatched off it might hurt a little bit but you got to get over with sometimes so i think it's cool you know 
Um, I'm in the habit of doing stuff like that myself sometimes, like not saying things because I don't want to. I have a problem with the way I say things. Like sometimes I'm a little bit too straightforward or I'm a little too honest. Like even when I'm trying to be um, gentle with my words, like they still (laughs) Gentile is not a word you are familiar with. They still come off like... (laughs) too blunt and too like insensitive or whatever. Which is crazy because out of our relationship when people look at us, everyone assumes that I am the, you know, blunt one who just be saying anything. But in real life, in like real life, it's him. No, I don't, I mean, I don't I don't know how to, I guess at times I don't know how to mince words though. So like I just just give it to you the full package. You know what I mean? And I don't It's only one full package I want. I don't think it's a bad thing either. You know what I mean? Sometimes it offends people, but it, I'm honest, so I think it's, I could be one of them shady people that's telling you something and meaning something else behind closed doors and then getting pissed at you behind it or talking bad about you behind it. Um, so, um, I, I definitely, so let's talk about romance in the sense of what kinds of things can you and your mate do to be romantic hold up can we how about because i think the traditional approach to this conversation is what can men do for women what can women do for men to be that's why i said we i i didn't say you weren't going there but i just want to put make sure that this that that's where we start from because i'm i'm curious to hear what what has to be said I'm I'm curious to see what the thoughts are because I think you know how to be romantic, but I don't think I ever, I don't think I make a lot of demands on you to be romantic either. No, my idea of being romantic, and I don't want to be crass, so I won't be. But my idea, my idea of being romantic <laughs> for a man is, you know, ladies. <laughs> Get your knee pads, uh, or, uh, <laughs> or lay comfortably, however you must. But just, because they, I mean, that's that's a way of me expressing my romance for you, because that's definitely for you and not for me. Um, but I would also say, um, I, you know, rubbing his back, or you know, pedicuring his feet. Like, so let me tell you, when I do his feet. Is absolutely a romantic gesture because if you guys follow me long enough or you know me personally, y'all know how much I abhor toes. I hate feet. Whenever the Bible reading is um, on Jesus and they're talking about how somebody was rubbing his feet in my mind, I'm like, I don't care if he was the perfect man. I'm not touching nobody's feet, yeah. but <laughs> perfect feet. But um, perfect feet. That, but that nice. just that's just to go to gauge just how much I hate feet. Um, I love baby toes. Like my son, I love his little baby toes. But past past two, you know, I don't have it in me to um, be loving on toes anymore. So for me, you know, a romantic gesture is telling Bay, like, come on, let me let me let's do your feet. Let's pedicure these toes. Let's get these toenails. Exfoliate you. Rub them. That's my romantic gesture. Um, there have been times that I seen something on Groupon maybe and I'm like oh I think he would like this let me get this room sometimes I'm just corny and I send like little text messages throughout the day or you know I I, I send you know titty flicks 
to him randomly sometimes. Like, I'll sneak off and be like, snap, snap. Hey, babe. You know, give him a little something to look forward to when he comes home. Like, because I know he enjoys those things. So, I don't know. Like, well, my idea of romance is trying to let him know he's being thought of. The Groupon one was a good one, too. We should blow up the people who, um, you bought the Groupon for me for, for yeah. a massage. And, like, they, they was, like, some shady establishment. Never was open. <laughs> like, yeah, never answer the phone. Never answer yes, the phone. Group, I don't want my money back. They're like, leave a voicemail message and we'll get right back to you. I'm still waiting for them to get it's back. It's been a year. And that coupon would expire with the quickness. So it was like a three month or a six month joint or something. Like but that. the point was, I made the effort because I knew no. he wanted a massage really yeah. bad. This isn't about you. That that part wasn't about you. You did the right thing. You got me the massage coupon that I wanted. And was unfortunately unable to use. Don't mess with no massage places on Wesley Chapel. That's all I'm gonna say. You know? They go on Wesley <laughs> Chapel, stay away from. Them. I don't know what they're doing. They might have got rated for happy endings or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I do think there's a, an accountability that needs to come um, when we talk about the roles of romance. It is often paid the man's responsibility to be romantic, but it's our responsibility to be romantic and again that goes back to the conversations that you guys had so listen when your mate is talking and sometimes you'll be able to pick up on things and your conversation does not necessarily even have to be romance focused you could be having a general conversation and your mate make mention of something and you are making note of it so that later on down the line um you can say, hey, you know, so-and-so mentioned that he was into this. I mean, you know, when I, let me get a little dough together and grab him this, or, you know, let me come home and make him his favorite dish, or, you know, whatever the case may be, it's about active listening, and that is where I get my ideas from romance from, at least in terms of when I'm romancing him. And that's something that um, I'm working on. It's something that I have done my started trying to do my best to make notes of these things to try and document the things that will be pleasing that will you know tickle her fancy so to speak but, um, you know because I think the lines between romance and sex are blurred too often I don't want it uh, romance and sex can oftentimes fall in two separate buckets you know what I mean while there can be some romantic, sexy time, like for the most part, to me, when I think about romance, I don't think about sex. Um, I don't think about anything of a sexual nature. I think of romance more about like um, hand holding, um, kissing, uh, touching, um, and then the when and from a material perspective, I say like flowers um love letters um love notes love text these days you know um like the photos on ig no, i'm just kidding that's not romantic <laughs> the, the, um the, the dirty pics too i think the dirty pics are our type a type of romance only for that i'm I have to give a disclaimer, though. That's only for the adults who are preferably married as well. And remember, uh, do not text anything that you 
are scared of being intercepted by the world. I'm definitely not sending nothing on Instagram. <laughs> um, and things get downloaded and deleted rapidly. <laughs> so that they do not uh, come back to haunt me in a later life. Um, or my spouse. But, you know, stuff like that, I do think it's cute. I do think it keeps the spark alive. I think it keeps the romance going. Hey, maybe even just showing up to the door butt naked for your spouse might do hey, something. Like I think that's I think that's cool when it's spontaneous. Like the spontaneous aspect of those things are uh, pretty fly. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. Uh, maybe like, hey, when you come home today, you don't have to do anything. I'm gonna I got a bath for you. I'm gonna rub your feet. I'm gonna cook you something to eat. You know what I mean? All you gotta do is come in and sit down and relax. You know, stuff like that. I think those are signs of romance. Um. And, you know, maybe even a shopping spree or something. Or like yes. a, a gift card or something like that. Like, here, go pamper yourself. You guys or, are hearing this right. So, if within the next six months, you don't see me bragging about a shopping spree. No, he was full of crap. Or Thank know you. that I'll probably am broke. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get my life together. Bro. I need to get my credit score like 50 points higher. You know what I mean? I need to get rid of outstanding debts. I'm trying to be a responsible, mature 40-year-old in the next um, I don't know how many more months I got. I think it's about 13 more months before I hit that number. So, I'm trying to try and hold it down. No, it's more than that. It's, I'll be 39 in a couple months. So yeah, you like, will. It? We almost at November. So, that's six months before I'm 39, so I got like 18 months, I got a year and a half so to speak before um, before I hit the 4-0 so I, I would like to walk in the 40, <laughs> make me thinking about the post my cousin said I'm trying to do better, I'm not trying to bring the stuff from my 20s and my 30s into my 40s P.S. shout out to my cousin because he had the ill uh, post going on on his Facebook page totally blowing up this conversation between him and the unnamed female who still felt very offended and embarrassed by this post that he made that indicated nothing about her. Nobody who was commenting on it knew who she was. She Wait, still what? she still threatened to sue him and said that I'm gonna contact your job. Um it was you gotta see it. I gotta show you the exchange. Let me see it. I was looking at it before we started the podcast. It was hilarious though. Like this girl hit him up and was like, hey Long time no see or whatever. It's like I'm out of work for the next sixteen days recovering from a surgery. We should get up and he was like, Um, I wish you well on your recovery, but I have no interest in seeing you. <laughs> and, um, this is somebody that he ain't been with for like over a decade or something. And um apparently he's still she's still a little sprung. Mm-hmm. And it was he was like a <laughs> A lot of comments that were hilarious. Um, one of them referenced the meat pistol. What? <laughs> like it was, it was all it was comedy at its finest. It made me smile today. Like some very adult humor, but also clean humor. There wasn't any profanity or anything in there, so it was a good laugh. But uh, that's a sidebar. Sorry, y'all. Clearly, 
it's all right. You know, these now y'all know what it's like being married to someone who has ADHD. Welcome, I mean, undiagnosed. Let me make that clear because we know he's coming for that. But I don't, I don't know that I have ADHD. <laughs> I might have adult ADD. You know, my attention span has been destroyed over the years. I've been playing the video game since I was about five or six. So four. I did. I smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> I went through a brief period of smoking dust. So. Oh, these are not our proud moments, y'all. Speaking of dust. I never lost my mind or anything. But it, oh, I, was that a shot? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it felt like a shot. I, so I, I, I'll share that story briefly. I got dusted by accident. Well, not by accident. Someone dusted me on purpose, but I didn't know. And that resulted in the trip to the ER, some hallucinations, and a really um, uncomfortable conversation with my parents when I was sober uh, because they had to be the ones to release me from the hospital, even though I was a grown adult at the time. Um, not grown. I wasn't grown. I was just over 18. Um, yeah, That's so. Grown by- American. I was standards. 19, I believe, when that happened. But um, not to cut you off if you were about to say something. No, nah, I wasn't. Not that I advocate drug use in any form or fashion. Just say no, everybody. But to those of you out there who do indulge in drugs, don't ever slip anybody some dust. Like every time I spoke to, I was fully conscious of it, or what got excited at the thought that I did have some, maybe laced on my weed at the time. But I was it was never anything I had a bad experience with and I attribute that to the fact that nobody ever snuck it on me. Because if you walk in and don't expect to feel that feeling and it sneaks up on you and you don't know and your adrenaline gets to pumping, you wanna go out your mind. Like, so basically <clears throat> kids don't do drugs. Don't, don't do drugs don't do drugs and, and don't spike and, people's drugs because yes, they're doing If them. you do drugs, do not slip anybody anything without telling them because you're a foul individual. Need to be handled as a special place in hell for people like you, there's and I no, don't even believe in hell. Yeah, that's what to say. Um, but they I actually knew a kid um, that he grew up with us, me and my siblings, and he was well intents and purposes like the cool guy. All the girls wanted to date him. He was cute. He was smart. He was funny, and he went to a party. Somebody slipped him something bad, and he never came back. And what ended up happening was he has um, schizophrenia. Now, the drugs didn't cause the schizophrenia. That is a trait that you are a carrier of when you have it, but that um, trip, it triggered it. Um, And usually, they say within men or males, it's between the ages of 17 and 21, and he was right around that age. He's about 16. I think when it happened um, and he unfortunately never came back. And I remember seeing him standing outside rapping to himself. And I remember thinking it was the strangest, weirdest thing, um, which, you know, guys rap, let's be real and honest, but it was how he was doing it. And this was the nineties too. So he was definitely getting his little thing on or whatever, but it was how he was doing it. And then he was like having conversations with himself and walking around like half dressed and, and then, you know, his mom told my mom the story. We were neighbors at the time. So, you know, it's a sad thing to see. So, yeah, kids, don't do drugs. Don't do Adults, drugs. don't do drugs. <laughs> like, no, nobody do drugs. Nobody do drugs. We don't crazy. promote the drug use anymore. No Anyone I was doing drugs, I wasn't promoting, it wasn't promoting the idea that we shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't say that 100%, but I'm definitely not promoting it now. Right. right. I, I, I may have promoted drug use at that time. I definitely not today. <laughs> I think, you know, it's weird because 
I've got a teenager and you know I'm no dummy like I I know that weed is a thing among the youth but y'all the youth today also have like an extremely weird collection of drugs to choose from and it scares me it does you know what's funny like since we stopped smoking weed and sobered up it feels like everybody smokes weed except for us yeah or does some type of drug except for us because everybody is into a pill a drink smoke they with something you know what i mean it's crazy and it um sometimes i mean it, it i don't really feel left out or anything i do feel like it, it makes people look at you funny like you know they can't sometimes they they don't they, they, they don't want to say certain things especially me because nobody ever really knew i smoked I always thought, like, really, you smoke? Like, you don't even. Look when like I you have smoked. told people, literally, like people I know that, like, who know us now, and I'm like, yeah, me and Jerry used to like wake and bake in the morning together. They're like, gasp! Like you, I can see AP. Like you, you, I can see smoking. And I'm like, should I be offended by that? Whatever. But with the, when I say he was my like, when I tell people like he was like my he y'all he was my dealer. Um, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> he wasn't my dealer he was my supplier um, when I tell people that when I tell people that you know like Jared used to be right along with me they're like oh no clutches pearls not him not Jared and I'm just like like who do y'all think Jay is like who he, he's married to me for God's sakes like who do you think he is who who yeah, I mean it was a, I had an interesting habit for and love for the marijuana but um i'm glad to say that it's been several years since i've done so i don't no need to give any exact numbers but it's been several years and i don't really miss it right now i would like having extra money in my pocket i like not getting munchy cravings i like not eating a bunch of random stuff at the weird time, Frosty like, flakes. I've been hungry. <laughs> Captain <and>, Crunch. <laughs> you know, I've eaten cream of wheat <laughs> and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because there was nothing else in the crib when I came home. Like, you know what I mean? The questionable things in the cabinet, I mean, in the refrigerator, they have gotten consumed because of wanting to get it in. You know. Um, so, I'm glad. I've avoided that. I mean... I definitely used to be high and ride past Krispy Kremes and totally pull up for a dozen donuts when that joint, that light was hot. Never. Yo, I would sit there in a the parking lot and eat six of them and then take the other six home and wear them out. Like, <laughs> teeth hurting and everything. <laughs> I was about that to say, look at it. Diabetes. Me and my, it used to be me and my boy, we split them sometimes, you know what I mean? No, what you know, I, I, not what were my high grade rings like Newports like I know that it's a trash thing to say but I was a Newport smoker and everybody who knows me knows that um and I, uh, I used to get high and all I really wanted to do after was smoke a cigarette and then living in Philly I wanted cheesesteaks or like chicken cheesesteaks. Or, or like cheesesteak rolls. Or get cheesesteak rolls from the Chinese right. store. All right. And cheesesteak like, roll is the biggest scam ever. So, all y'all cats in Philly that's out there eating 
the tea steak rolls, they are trash. They're good. Tea steak rolls. They were is, good. It's like an onion roll with a little bit of meat. No, <laughs> let me tell you something. So when I moved to Philly, it was like oh oh four. My best friend, who I was moving to Philly with. She was on, and of course, you know, she wasn't a native of Philly. She was from Connecticut, just like me. So she put me on, and I, okay, so in Philly, there is a Chinese restaurant on every corner and a poppy store on every corner, like adjacent. And they all sell sell Lucy's and and cheesesteaks. So, like, the whole entire time I've lived, that I lived in Philly, which is for 10 years, I always had my, I always was like, near cheesesteak rolls like there was a chinese restaurant for god's sake i lived on top of a chinese restaurant for like a couple of years so i would get i would definitely be skied up and be like oh thank you french fries it's a cheesesteak roll the cheesesteak roll is definitely a Philly only thing because, like, you no, but see, you okay? So now, like, they're they're putting them in restaurants. Like now, it's becoming like cuisine. So, like, you could get them at. I think um, I know for sure you can get them at um, Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, um, there's like certain restaurants now who are trying to include it, like it's a. But that's not cuisine, and I'm like that's not the joint you getting from uh, Wang Chung or Great Wall or whatever. Okay, it's number one China for a buck fifty. <laughs> and why is every restaurant Great Wall and number one China or Hong Kong City? <laughs> yeah, yo, Hong no Kong lie, City. it's like thirteen of them in a row. Yo, those joints. I was like, for the longest, I never was with them. I never was with them. Like I like shrimp rolls. Sometimes, sometimes. What about not, the pizza I, rolls? Did you ever do no, the pizza rolls? Okay, definitely, I'm definitely so not let me, let me tell you. Pizza rolls let Chinese me tell food. you right now. So, like now that we're visiting memory lane of Philly, um, so I had a girlfriend who used to stay with me, and she decided one night she was going to try because um, going to all right, going to the Chinese restaurants in the hood, like. Don't order no meals. Don't, like don't you order just, no Chinese food. No, from the you Chinese just get food. fried chicken wings, French fries, and egg rolls. Like your safe bets are those things. I see fruit pie. Yeah, and every <laughs> now and then you will find one that make a halfway decent cheesesteak for the low. But but that's not that's, the real Chinese store. But right? at your own risk. But here, here's my thing. Like here's how you know you're in a, a Chinese store. If there's bulletproof glass, that's the first sign that you don't need to order a meal. Second, yeah. you need to also look <laughs> at the pictures of the menu. Like, if they look faded, okay, faded. Like, it's barely a picture there anymore. Leave it alone. Like, don't order. And, and you, when it was so funny because when people used to come into the store and start ordering meals, like General So Chicken, like everybody would be turning to look like, do you know where you're at? But whatever. Right. But, um, don't eat anything that is a deep fried. My- it's got to be cooked <laughs> at 350 degrees or better. Because if it's not, you risking your life. You risking your life Yo. and your health. But my girlfriend, she decided one night she was going to try like some all finger foods from the Chinese restaurant. And she, she ordered these cheesesteak egg rolls and she ordered the pizza rolls. Now, I had had the cheesesteak egg rolls. So it wasn't nothing, you know, too serious. But... I was like, all right, you know, I was high. Yeah, I'm gonna try this. Son, let me tell you the cap on that. They are literally pizza bites, except inside of an egg roll. John, yeah, <laughs> like, what, what literally, like, it's rolled like an egg roll. <laughs> and it's literally just, it's a pizza roll. It's like a, it's, it's no. literally pizza bites. No. And I was like, what? Now, I'm gonna tell you, if I go to Cheesecake Factory, Cheesecake Factory, and they got 
cheesesteak rolls there, I might get them because I know it's actually going to be some meat inside. Where did we go with I your mom when we were home last time? Oh, the they Iron, had Hell, Iron Hair Brewery. Yeah, I think I could see that. Yeah, yeah, the Iron Hill Brewery. They yeah, have them. So, like, we, depending we on the establishment you go into. Um, no, no <laughs> just don't eat the ones from the Chinese store. That's all I'm telling you. Because unless you was born and raised off of them, them joints are not cheesesteak rolls. They onion rolls with a little cheese on them. I can't they even. Got, I like them. Though. I like some, them. And she loves onions, by the way. That's why. <laughs> but they, they, it's, the meat in there is non-existent. Like they, they drop. They put in. They, they. Rolling them joints like it's loud or something. Like that. You oh, know what I'm saying? The cheesesteak is skimpy in there. You're basically saying y'all stingy. <laughs> but yeah, um, so now that we've totally went off on Digress. the tangent, That's all right. This is us. Let's reel it back in as we look at the clock. If you want to be romantic, buy your wife cheesesteak egg rolls. Cheesesteak egg rolls and a Lucy if she's a smoker. <laughs> Um, but, okay, so wait, that that really is and a Tahitian treat. So let me tell y'all, I will say, like, he he is romantic, and I've seen his romance evolve over the years. But to be honest, like that kind of stuff was romantic to me. Romantic to me, like never mind the fact that you're handing me, you know, lung cancer and a sick. It's what I wanted. And he knew that. So he would come home with, like, a fresh pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and be like, here, babe. Or, you know, my favorite drink. Or, you know, things like that. Now that we're past that part of my life, um, you know, I, I've i seen him pay attention to listen. So, like, uh, one year he bought me these black diamond earrings. They weren't anything big and gaudy. They were just tiny diamonds because I told him I had never owned diamond earrings before. And he just, he surprised me. Um, there have been a few times I've been surprised with flowers at my desk. And it's funny because he just did that recently. Now I'm going to take a moment to brag. Um, but I was sitting at my desk. I wasn't having the greatest day. And um, one of my old supervisors came by my desk, my old manager, and he's like, you got flowers up front. Like, somebody delivered you flowers. And I'm like, shut up, because this supervisor is known to be a jokester. So I thought he was lying. And I'm like, if you made me get up and walk up to this front desk and there's nothing there, like, it's going to be a fight. I'm punch right in the back of your neck. <laughs> but I got up to the front desk, and the receptionist was like, oh, you got flowers. And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. So I open the box up and it's not one but two bouquets of flowers in there so I was like extremely elated you know I got back to my desk and as I'm putting them in the vase and all that stuff um you know everybody begins to walk by and they're like oh is it your birthday and I'm like no um you know I don't celebrate <laughs> oh is it your anniversary no anniversary's not so May oh well what did he do like did you guys get into an argument it was like all these things and the idea that he could just send me flowers for no reason like people were so caught off guard by that but I loved it and even though flowers don't last forever I know a lot of men try to use an excuse like why would I buy them they're gonna die but it meant so much to me and it made me cry and it made me smile and I loved them it made my death smell amazing and it made like it made walking into that cubicle worth it like I'm down to one bouquet that bouquet is now dying it's been like three weeks now but still I love it and it still makes me smile and knowing that you know he thought of me enough to do it showed me that he listens in our conversations and 
it was just the pick me up that I needed at that time. So I appreciate it. And it, it just makes me appreciate him more. And it makes me realize like romance is really caring for your spouse or your mate and showing them that you care. And that's what romance is to me. I will say one mistake, guys, that I hope if you're listening, you avoid is um, when somebody tells you this is what they want, don't delay. Because one for a while, I didn't understand the flowers thing, so I wasn't doing it. And I remember one girlfriend told me to do it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do it, but I ain't going to do it now because she just told me to do it. You know, so I waited a little bit. I got the flowers, and then I'm like, all right, cool, I got the flowers. Then I don't think I got any more flowers for her ever again. And then the same thing happened with me and hey, and she's like, you know, I like flowers. Don't you ever give me flowers? And, like, when it would come up, I'd be mad because it would kind of have, have crossed my mind, and it'd be a thing where I didn't have the money to do it, and then she'd bring it up, and I'd be like... Well, now it's going to be corny if I get her flowers this month because she just said it and it's going to be like, I only did it because she said it. So now i got to wait another three months before I can do it. So it seems like it was my idea, not hers. And then it would just turn into a vicious cycle of that logic. So eventually, <laughs> eventually. This is him overthinking, by the way. Like, this is not. Eventually, I got tired of doing that. I was just like, you know, she said it. I'm going to do it. First chance I get, I'm getting it. And um, having done that, I think, was one of the best ideas, decisions I ever made because, like, it's not something you need to wait on. Like, if somebody's telling you this is what they like, you know, maybe don't go out tomorrow and do it. Maybe you don't have to, you know, but do it, you know, in a, that week. There's nothing wrong with doing it that week. There's not, nothing wrong with doing it the next day, honestly. But, you know, get it done. Get it done as soon as possible. But also... You'll be happier for it. Also, don't wait. And this is going to require that you do some thinking. Don't wait until you are reminded to do something. And this is not a shy at Jay in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying in general, this goes for men and women. If you know you've had a conversation with your spouse and you, you've taken note of something, don't delay. Like you said, don't forget. Put it in your head and plan something. Um, because for me personally, I appreciate the effort. You know, I appreciate the idea of knowing because it lets you know, like, oh man, you're thinking about me. But also, I think it's important, just the simple things. Do not forget to tell your mate you love them. Tell your mate you love them every day. Tell your mate you love them randomly throughout the day. Let your mate know that you are loved. They are loved, even if you guys are angry at each other. Say it. Say it to them when they wake up and they breath stink and they got crust in their <laughs> eyes or when they coming out the bathroom, you know what I mean? If they just blew it up or whatever, they got snot hanging out their nose. Like, say there's some of them real un- impromptu times where they feel ugly and gross or something <laughs> like that. To let them know it's real, you know? Right, right. That's a public service announcement from the A&J podcast. Yes. Tell you, man, you love them at their awkward and unflattering moments. So they know it's real. Um, definitely. And I would also say to my ladies, your hubbies need romance too. It is not a one-way street. Yes. It is a two-way street. And I think we got to get out of this mindset. I think that women have like, oh, he's got to bring this, 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 and that to the table. 
that is nice. You've got to bring something to the table too. Um, and I think that is how a, a meal is enjoyed when there is items brought to the table by everybody. That's right, because you know, some of these some of these women have the idea that the men need them so much like they should be bending over backwards for them just because they exist in their world. We need each other. But yeah, we do because it's it's plenty of men out there who have jobs, who have their own homes, who have good credit, who have their own cars. And at the end of the day, what what are you doing for them? You know what I mean? What are you really bringing to the table that makes you so special that these niggas can't live without you? You know what I mean? Because for every ungrateful woman out there... Ungrateful. Ungrateful, excuse me. Every ungrateful woman out there. I mean, hey, I live in Atlanta. It's 20 to 1 in some of these age brackets. Women to men ratio. So, you know what I'm saying? He could could cut you and be on to the next one. You know what I mean? And she'll be appreciative. I can't see my eye roll right now, but it's rolling. She'll be appreciative. You know what I'm saying? So... And the same goes for these men. You know what I mean? If you got cat just sitting on the couch watching cable TV. There's an Indian slapping in her DM saying, let me see boob. Eating, the food, eating up half the food stamps. Drinking, ah! drinking the kids' milk. and Eating a cereal. You know what I'm saying? Hogging eating their t- fruit roll-ups. Hogging the TV all day long. Can't nobody watch uh, Daniel Tiger or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's a special place in hell for people like you. And again, I don't believe in hell, but I believe there is a special place of pain and torture for you because you're not being a man, dog. Like, you got to be a man that's bringing something besides some hard D and bubblegum. And you've been out of bubblegum. You know what I'm saying? These girls can get. Yeah, and, yeah, and men and women, I'm going to say this because now our time is wrapping. Um, I'm sorry, but sex is not a gift. It's. It gets a, It's not a gift. So y'all stop acting like I'm giving you the D or mm-hmm. I'm bringing you the V. So that's enough. It's not enough. Regardless of how good you think it is or how good you've been told right, it is. Right, because it'll start to get ungood real quick when people realize this is all I'm getting. It's not so enough. It's not, not enough. enough. You gotta, we talked about that. We got to meet in the middle. These relationships got to be a 50-50 thing. And no, no. It should be 100-100. Because well, everyone yeah. should be bringing their 100 to the, to the table. Bringing 100% of themselves. Yep, to the table. Oh, okay, I feel that, I feel that. You should, it's deep. Mm. All right. Wanna, I want to wrap it up at the 59-minute mark and not the 60-minute mark, only because I think that might have something to do with the shadiness that we be experiencing with Anchor. So let's try and wrap it up in the next 50 seconds. Shout well, out we're to, wrapping right now. Shout out to everybody who listened to the podcast this Yay! week. Shout out to everybody who's been listening. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Let them listen. And hopefully you guys will support us um, as we go on and we grow and we try to improve the show. And uh, we will be looking to the fans. I think maybe we should probably reach out to our listeners and stuff and come up, let them pick at least one topic a month. Yeah, that'll be dope. Keep it fresh. So you guys, check for the IG page, A underscore J podcast. um, And look out for the polls and the interactive things that we do so we can keep it lively and have fun. But as always, thank you so much for joining us. You could have been anywhere on your Sunday, but you are here with us listening to us chit-chat, shoot the breeze, and talk about nothing. And we appreciate y'all. So peace until next time. Peace, love, and so now you're showing age. We just gonna sign off now.